You are listening to Pandora's Box Radio with Kalia LaRoche. For more information about my products and services, counseling, coaching, hypnotherapy, books, and audios, please visit NarcissismFree.com or PathBackToSelf.com. Hello and welcome to Pandora's Box. This is Kalia. And today, the topic of our podcast is the narcissist wins. Is this true? Well, as a counselor for people recovering from narcissistic abuse, I hear people tell me I feel like the narcissist always wins. And when you feel the narcissist in your life wins, that means you lose. With narcissists, there is no win-win in any of their relationships and all is fair in love and war. When the love ends, it's usually all-out war. When it comes to war, the narcissist is usually way ahead of the game because he or she has been planning their strategic moves long before you knew there was a war even coming. You may have been investing your heart and your soul and all your energy into trying to repair the damage in the relationship and make things better. And although the narcissist in your life may play along and seem to want to make things better, he or she always has a backup plan or an escape route. The narcissist is grooming the next source of supply, hiding money, making legal moves, and getting his or her ducks in a row just in case the relationship doesn't work out. So it can come as quite a shock when it all comes crashing down and the narcissist in your life switches over to plan B without hardly missing a beat. Because there is a plan B. You may not have even had time to think about a plan B because you were too busy trying to repair the relationship and make it work. Or you may be so drained energetically, you have no fight left in you. You may end up feeling at a real disadvantage when the relationship, which was destined to fail anyway, comes crashing down around you. It may feel like a surprise attack in the middle of the night and you were defenseless and didn't know what hit you until it was too late. The narcissist, on the other hand, is all about the games. He or she knows how to play the games. They're masters at the games. That person's been playing games long before you ever entered the picture. You just weren't aware of it. You may have thought you had a relationship with someone who truly loved you and cared about you, even if there were problems. You likely never expected that the narcissist was capable of the things that he or she was capable of. You know, you certainly wouldn't be capable of these things. And so in the end, you may feel very defeated. You may feel like you got the short end of the stick and you were the one who lost everything while the narcissist just goes along on his or her merry way into the next situation. Meanwhile, you're the one left grieving, in pain, shaking your head, confused, lost, 
drained of energy and unable to pull yourself out of the darkness that you find yourself in. Our society supports their narcissism. We as a society reward appearances. We reward the illusion of how things look instead of how things really are. Because we reward the appearances of things, we reward the good looks, the nice clothing, the good job, the financial stability, the nice house, the nice car, the charm, the wit, and the charisma. We reward the talent, the performer, the actor, the politician, who's also a performer, and an actor. We give these people our attention, our admiration, and our adoration based on how things look on the outside, without any desire to find out what these people are really made of. We tend to migrate towards power. So if that person is someone of power, that makes them attractive in some way to us. In fact, women really are attracted to powerful and successful men. If you're someone who was flattened by a narcissist, sucked dry and drained of energy, you may appear depressed and withdrawn, which equals having a very dim light and a high invisibility factor. There's no admiration or attention or adoration for someone who has been defeated. We admire the winners, not the losers. The narcissist is also quick to spread rumors and lies about you, make you out to be the crazy one, and kick you when you are down. The initial defeat is not enough. He or she has to keep defeating you, has to keep you in your place, has to keep you from rising up. So it really does seem the narcissist wins. But I'd like to explore this whole concept on a deeper level. For one, this is not a competition. The narcissist is highly competitive and sucks us into a competition. But we don't have to compete. It doesn't have to be about winning or losing. It really needs to be more about how you play the game, or rather how you do the relationship. If you were someone who had integrity, was loving, caring, and giving, and you gave your all to the relationship, well, this is how you played the game. You were innocent. You were a good person. You loved with all your heart. How were you to know that love was not truly being received or returned? How were you to know that the idealization phase of the relationship was not real? How were you to know that your relationship was built on lies and deception. You didn't know. So, of course, you were at a disadvantage. But you didn't enter the relationship to play games or compete with the person you loved. You entered the relationship for the same reason most people do. For love, companionship, support, caring, mutual giving. You may have found yourself in a competition or a war because the narcissist pulled you into one. In my first marriage, when we were separating, 
He started going through the house taking everything he wanted, even if the item was on a credit card that was in my name only. When I asked him why he was doing this, he said that in his first two marriages, he didn't get what he wanted. So he was going to make sure that he got what he wanted this time. Well, I had nothing to do with his first two marriages, but obviously I was being punished for them. The game was already on. It didn't matter that I had a baby to support and would not have the funds to replace the items he was taking. It didn't matter that I would have to be the one to make the payments on the items he took. What mattered to him was that he won. It was very clear he didn't care about me and the position he was leaving me in. There was no integrity or real love there. It was a game, and I was going to lose. The thing I came to realize when dealing with narcissistic people is that I don't have to compete with them. They naturally pull you into a competition, but we can refuse to compete. Sometimes it can't be helped, such as in a divorce where you stand to lose so much financially or your children or something like that, then you have to compete. Sometimes you do have to stand up and fight in a situation like this. But we need to pick our battles and do our best to disengage from the competition that the narcissist is pulling us into. The narcissist has a need to feel superior in order to compensate for underlying and often unconscious feelings of inferiority. So they compete in order to prove their superiority over you. If they win, then they get to feel like they're superior. However, you don't have to prove superiority. The important thing is that you know who you are and don't allow another person to devalue you or make you feel that you are worth less. Your work is not to compete with the narcissist, but to work on your own feelings of self-worth. Take back your power and stop giving the narcissist the power to deflate you and take from you what belongs to you, your good feelings about yourself. Soul loss is the most difficult thing that victims of narcissistic abuse have to deal with. I've always used the term soul rape to describe the feeling. It feels that one has been raped on a soul level and had their very life force stolen. And on an energetic level, this happens. The narcissist feeds on your energy, your life force, your ideas, your inspiration, your creativity, and everything that is you. In the end, he or she walks away with you, and you are left feeling completely empty. Now, this happens a lot with people. Sometimes the competition is for your very soul, your life force energy. In a situation like this, of course, you have to fight for yourself. You have to fight for what belongs to you. You can't just surrender and allow the narcissist to take your soul. This becomes a spiritual battle. And in many ways, the whole planet is in a spiritual battle right now. 
We're battling for the soul of humanity. The battle appears to be between good and evil, but better put, between the narcissism and sociopathy of the world and the goodness of the world. This energy is steeped in heartlessness, control, manipulation, and domination, where those who have compassion and empathy for others, those who have a good heart and really love others, are the people who are being taken down, or rather taken from. We're really in the war of Armageddon, or the battle between the dark and light side of the force. The dark side has no ethics, values, integrity, compassion, or empathy. Anything goes. They take what they want. They're never held accountable. They get away with way too much. And on the most part, there's nothing that we can do about it. It may really seem that the narcissists of the world are winning because there are no rules. Anything goes. They can do whatever they want to others and get away with it. But there is one thing we need to understand when battling with the darkness of a narcissist, and this is energy. The battle is really for your energy. Even your money is energy. So when a narcissist fights for your money, he or she is still fighting for your energy. We have to look at really narcissistic people. I'm talking about your malignant narcissists and sociopaths as energy vampires. They're unable to get energy directly from the source because they're cut off from the source. So they vampire the energy of others. This is why we use the term source of supply to describe the people narcissists involve themselves with. They don't really love people. They use people as an energy source. Even if you love that person, that love that you're giving is a really powerful energy source. So that's why they have to get people to love them because that love is one of the highest forms of energy. They take that love, they take the goodness, they take the creativity, the inspiration, the money and resources. They take the health. And then they discard the people they're taking from when they're all used up. After they've taken everything, that's when they go, discard. This is the epitome of darkness. This is why we go no contact with a narcissist. We're cutting off their source of energy coming from us. Of course, they'll go and find another source. They'll go find somebody else to shower them with all the good things you want showered them with. But every time they lose a source, it still weakens them. And if they didn't have a source, they would be completely deflated themselves. They need their sources in order to survive in the world. Just as the mythological vampire must have the blood of another person, the narcissistic vampire must have the life force, energy of others. This goes far beyond psychology. This is more than a psychological disorder or diagnosis. This is spiritual. This is spiritual warfare. It is the battle 
for your very soul. You've heard the term sold your soul to the devil. Well, in a sense, narcissists sell their soul to the darkness. And so they have no real soul of their own. I see the soul as the life force of the individual, the depth. When our soul leaves our body, our life force leaves. We take it with us to the next realm. If we're living in a body without a soul, we are soulless or empty. Many of us feel this way after a soul rape or extraction of our energy through acts of hatred, cruelty, and other forms of abuse. But this is the reality of the narcissist. They need the life force of others in order to survive in the world. So if we are to win the war, so to speak, we need to learn as a humanity to stop feeding the beast. Withdraw our life force from those who don't have the emotional capacity to care about others and stop feeling sorry for them. I so often notice my clients pity the narcissist. They feel sorry for them and they want to help them. And in trying to help them, they feed them their energy and it always backfires. You can't win at this game. The only way you will ever win is to take back your power. Take back your soul and stop feeding your energy to the narcissist. The narcissist has all kinds of games they play to take your energy, even long after the relationship is over. If they can't get to you, they try and get to you through your social circle, your friends, your family, your workplace, your neighbors, social media, and other avenues such as flying monkeys that they get to do their dirty work for them. Those who are blind to the ways of the narcissist can still be manipulated by them. In fact, <laughs> when you're blind to the ways of the narcissist, that's usually the only way that you are manipulated by them. People are deceived by the narcissist and just don't know it because the narcissist is a wolf in sheep's clothing who often appears to be kind, generous, caring, empathetic, and often plays the victim as well. So they're very good at manipulating others. And this is how they get others to do their dirty work. We have to cut off from all people who have been infected, so to speak. It reminds me a bit of a zombie apocalypse. The zombies go around looking for non-zombies and try to turn them into zombies. The goal is that everyone becomes a zombie. Once infected by the zombie, one becomes a zombie. And this is like the vampire folklore. Once bitten by the vampire, one becomes a vampire. So even if the zombie is a friend or a family member who has been infected, so to speak, we have to stay away to risk being infected ourselves. Looks a little bit like the world that we're living in today, doesn't it? If you're in a zombie apocalypse, you don't have time to dwell on the friend or family member that just became zombified. You have to keep moving, stay away, be hypervigilant about who's been infected, and don't allow those people in. What I see happening is that as more and more people wake up from the narcissistic hypnosis that plagues the planet, 
we join together and protect our energy from the vampires of the world or the zombies of the world. We learn how to stop feeding them. We stop providing adoration, admiration, praise, money, resources, and our good energy to people who feed off these things. The more we understand malignant narcissism and sociopathy, the more we know how to stop feeding the beast. We are the ones who glamorize, praise, and admire the wolf in sheep's clothing. We unknowingly feed them with our attention, and attention is food. If you want to starve the beast, then withdraw all attention. Think about the enemy forces who have to go to battle after not eating for a week. How strong are they going to be? Well, not very strong. If we learn to really feed each other, love each other, love the ones who are truly hurting and in need of support, love the good-hearted people of the world, give them our attention, minister to the isolated and the lonely and the ones who've been harmed by the narcissist, but don't feed the beast. Once we really begin to withdraw our attention and energy from the narcissist of the world, they will lose their power. They won't be able to win. They only win because we feed them and give them energy. For every corrupt leader on our planet, there are armies of people supporting them, even if they know in their heart they're doing wrong. Many people just follow orders without questioning what they're being asked to do. Killing innocent people is acceptable for so many in times of war. We have to stop following orders, following the status quo and doing what we're told. Instead, we need to really ask questions and align with our own integrity. We have to understand that narcissistic people and narcissistic agendas are in control of the world right now. And we give them power by going along with the program. So as long as we do this, of course they're going to win. We let them win. We're in a time of global transformation, and each of us need to decide what we really believe. We need to be really clear about our own ethics, morals, values, and integrity. We need to do the right thing, even if the right thing may seem wrong in somebody else's eyes. We have to follow our own heart and listen to our own voice of wisdom, our own intuition. Don't allow anybody else to tell you, who you are, or what you should do. Learn to trust yourself. You can take back your power and your soul essence from those who have taken from you. Your soul is yours by divine right. And when you call it back, it must return. When you stand in your power and you command that all soul pieces and power that have been taken from you be returned to you, it is done. You've commanded it, and the forces of light will work with you to get back what is yours. But you have to do your part. You cannot be passive. You've got to step into your power. 
You also need to disconnect emotionally from any and all narcissistic energy in your life. If you're an empath, a highly sensitive person, you're likely going to feel the emotional energy of toxic people that you have been involved with. You need to know that what you're feeling may not be yours at all or may not be all yours. You may be empathing the narcissist in your life. You might be connecting to them through thought or emotion. You may pick up on thoughts that they're having about you. You may be feeling the emotional energy they are suppressing and feeling sad for them. They may be pulling at your heartstrings trying to get you to feel sad for them. There's a certain variety of narcissists who is all about getting people to hook into them emotionally and caretake their emotions. Codependents and empaths are very good at falling into this trap. We're easily emotionally manipulated by the narcissist. As you look at where your emotional energy and life force is being leaked and plug those leaks, feeding yourself instead of the narcissist, you'll slowly begin to regain your energy. The stronger you become emotionally, the weaker the narcissist is because you're reclaiming what is yours. You're taking that back from them. And even if they've moved into another relationship, they're still feeding on your energy. In fact, they used your energy to seduce the next one. The moral of this story is that you can win. You can move beyond narcissistic abuse and become strong, empowered, and filled with the light of your own life force energy. You can go directly to the source of energy that feeds you, the divine or God. You can be fed directly from the wellspring of life. You just need to really learn to connect spiritually to this force. Maybe you were trained on some level to believe that you needed this other person to survive. You might have become dependent on them in some way. Maybe you made that person your God, but the narcissist is not your God. Instead of feeding you, that person drained you. You will not get your energy back from the same source that drained you. You can call your soul back, but you need to plug directly into the source to restore you to wholeness. You need to stop competing with or against the narcissist. There's nothing to win here. It's not a game worth playing. You can't win with a narcissist because the game keeps changing and they don't play by the rules. They don't even try. The way you win is you create a win in your own life. Maybe you were consumed by the ashes of the old life. But you can rise again like the phoenix into a life where you are more you. You can rise up and be better and stronger and more in love, more connected to spirit. But this has to be your goal. Your goal needs to be a better, more empowered you. Your goal cannot be to defeat the narcissist. Of all the people I've worked with, the ones who truly succeeded saw the narcissist for who he or she was and rose up from the narcissistic world into a world of true love, 
and compassion. They were able to see the narcissist as pathetic. They didn't see the narcissist as a winner, but rather a loser, because the narcissist goes on to play the same game over and over, truly stuck in that game and unable to move beyond it. Kind of like Groundhog's Day, you know, that movie. The narcissist has to lie and manipulate to get what they want. Their life is a lie. They lose respect of the people that they've interacted with and had negative outcomes with. Their life is truly lonely and empty, regardless of who's in it. They have to invest an enormous amount of energy trying to pretend to be something that they're not. And karmically, what they put out does come back to them. We just may not see it or understand it. How many of you would like to sign up for that life? It may look good on the outside, but when you open Pandora's box, there's a ton of darkness, pain, trauma, fear, and self-loathing going on underneath that flashy exterior. Do you want that? You may feel a lot of these kinds of feelings now, those feelings of darkness, pain, trauma, fear, and self-loathing. A lot of this might have been injected into you by the narcissist. They don't just take from you. They implant you with their own toxic feelings. They put that stuff on you throughout the whole relationship. They're always offloading. They're always projecting and blaming you and dumping onto you their feelings of darkness, pain, trauma, fear, and self-loathing. That stuff gets projected on you. Now, you may have a little bit of that yourself. You may even have a little bit more than a little bit. You may even be 50% of what you feel might be yours. But you have to remain mindful that a lot of what you're feeling may not even be yours. I, I use the pendulum often. I've been working with the pendulum for a very long time. It's kind of a divination tool. And when I looked at my own energy and looked at what I was feeling inside, I actually asked how much was mine and basically 90% of what I was feeling was not mine. I'm a really high empath. So I was really empathing a lot of the feelings and emotions of other people. I worked with a client and found out that 50% of what she was feeling belonged to the narcissist in her life. It wasn't even hers. So, you know, having this information helps us to be able to release or let go or send back what is not ours by simply, you know, commanding that any emotional energy that is not mine return to sender. You know, our words are powerful. We can command things like this. You can heal what is yours on an emotional level, and you can rise up. But the narcissist can't. They're stuck in this emotional energy for life because they simply won't take responsibility, or some will say they can't take responsibility for their own healing and growth. So they just don't grow. They remain stuck. Knowing this, who really wins? 
Well, you have to look at what world you are competing in. If you're competing to win at being the best narcissist, of course you're not going to win. But if you're striving to be the best human being that you can be and find true love and connection within yourself, you will be the first to succeed. No question about it. Maybe the narcissist couldn't authentically love you, but you loved. And that love came from within you. And this is because you have love within you to give. And yes, it's said that the narcissist variety of love is just empty promises, manipulation, smoke and mirrors, but your love was real. And this means you can move forward and find true love. You won't move forward at the speed the narcissist does, or at least appears to, because the narcissist isn't finding true love. The narcissist is seeking supply. And he or she projects an illusion of love onto the supply in order to secure it. So it might look like all wine and roses and romance on the outside, but underneath it's just smoke and mirrors. The narcissist is a master manipulator and there's always someone out there that falls for the smoke and mirrors. Okay, there's a sucker on every corner and I was one of those. You were probably one of those. But we all know how seductive the illusion can be. We also know in the end, it's just an illusion. And nobody gets anything real with a narcissist. The only thing that's real that we will ever get is pain and misery coming from the worst kind of deception. In the end, does the narcissist win? Well, not at any game that's worth winning at. I've had the opportunity to run into past narcissists in my life many years later and was amazed at the transformation. And I don't know if it was the transformation in me, probably. It's probably that I grew so much. And that person pretty much stayed the same, frozen in time. Or there can even be a degradation. They can even go further down. They can lose more and more energy and, and look really beaten up by life. And I hear these stories all the time where people run into the narcissist from the past and that person just looks really beaten up by life. This one in particular that comes to mind seemed really beaten up. His energy was really in the gutter and he's really frazzled. He wasn't making sense half the time when he was talking. He's very negative. The question I ask myself is how in the world did I lose so much sleep, time and energy hurting over this person? It felt like it must feel for the person who sees the drunken cheating husband years later and he just looks defeated by life. Where's the attraction in this? Well, there is none. Sometimes it just takes having a higher perspective and seeing things from a different angle. I've never looked back on a narcissist in my life years later and felt attracted to them. I was more likely to feel sorry for them, but I keep that in check. When we zoom out and see things from a higher perspective, which might even be a distance, you know, put distance in between you and that person, 
You might find yourself reading the energy of that person and seeing beneath the surface rather than that outer presentation that you fell for initially. And when we do that, when we see beneath the surface, instead of seeing the outer presentation, we have true insight. We see in. We see beneath the surface. And when we truly see in, we can see that person didn't win. In fact, nobody really wins when it comes to a narcissist. Well, I hope that this has been helpful for you. And if you would like more information on my counseling, coaching, hypnotherapy, books, audios, and other information, please go to my website. Visit my website at NarcissismFree.com. And I really want to thank you for being here with me today. Thank you for listening, and I will see you in the next podcast. Have a great day.